Grace to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. When he saw that he was healed, he turned back, praising God with a loud voice. And he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. And because of that phrase and Jesus' response to what had taken place, this Bible passage is the assigned gospel text for Thanksgiving Day every year, which we celebrate the evening before here at St. John. So if you think you are going to hear a Thanksgiving sermon early this year, you are mistaken. While Jesus healed a leper, and the leper showed his gratitude toward Jesus, that gratitude, while an important part of this passage, it is not the pinnacle of this story recorded by St. Luke in his Gospel. So let us take a look at why and what is at the forefront of this text. Now Luke's Gospel breaks down into sections focused around Jesus traveling, primarily from Galilee in the northern region to Judea in the southern region of Israel at that time. But in between those two regions of Galilee in the north and Judea in the south was the realm of Samaria. The Samaritans were partly Jewish, and they do share a lot of religious similarities and beliefs with their Jewish cousins. They tend to highlight, however, Abraham as their spiritual patriarch, more so than Moses, as the Jews do. They also believe that the true mountain of God does not dwell at Jerusalem in Judea, but rather at Gerizim in Samaria. And because of these differences and their less than full-blooded Jewish ancestry, the pure-blood Jews long despised the Samaritans. Being part Gentile, that is not Jewish, the Samaritans would be considered unclean and not part of the true people of God. Jews did not think it lawful, did not think it good, or on the same level as them, to associate with Samaritans. Such attitude of the Jews toward Gentiles is nothing new in Jesus' day. That idea had intensified after the fall of the kingdom of Judea in the south around 587 B.C., and then the Jews being exiled into Babylon. God's instruction throughout all of the Old Testament included language that distinguished between God's chosen people and the rest of the world. Strangers or aliens, as the Hebrew text would have it. But such segregation and hatred toward non-Jews was never supposed to exist. That was never God's will for His people. His will for His creation. And today's Old Testament lesson from the book of Ruth is about how God includes non-Jews. 
dreams in his plan for man's salvation. We hear of Ruth, a Moabitess east of Israel, non-Jewish. She would go on to be the great-grandmother of the great King David, ancestor to our Lord Jesus. And so our Lord's family tree here on earth includes other non-Jews as well. So the story from today's Gospel text is remarkable for more than just a topic of gratitude. It is a story that shows the true love, compassion that the Lord Jesus has for all people. That God's plan of salvation is for all mankind. Ten lepers gathered together was unlikely not that uncommon. A group of lepers hanging around together would be easier for the general population to spot, and thus easier for them to avoid. But their words, crying out to Jesus, set the tone and the direction of this great miracle. Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Now the word master here is not the usual word for Lord as we often hear Kyrie, but the request for mercy is. The word usually that goes with Lord. Kyrie eleison. Lord have mercy. Now one could argue that in this text, The request for mercy is simply to be understood as that of pity on those in need. But considering Luke's Gospel, and all that the Lord Jesus has come here to do, divine mercy is the better option. For those ten lepers, life was ruined. Illness does not recognize racial or cultural differences. Jew and Gentile alike were burdened by the dreaded disease of leprosy. And they were considered ceremonially unclean, not permitted to be around those who were clean, unless they could find a way to be healed. And if that leprosy did somehow go away, there were the rites in place for them to present themselves to the priests at the temple for official recognition of their healing and cleansing. A sacrifice then would be made, stating their right status once again before God and in the presence of His people. They were then free to rejoin their families and society at large. Right away, when the ten lepers request mercy from the Lord Jesus, He tells them, go, show yourselves to the priests, a move that they would make after they had been healed. But as they went, they were healed of their disease, of leprosy, just like that. Their healing was no doubt a blessing from God above. A sacrifice then at the temple would be a proper token for thanks after such a healing. 
The temple was where they would usually associate God's great presence among His people. But only one out of the ten. Ten percent realized this great and amazing truth that was at hand. God's presence was not in the temple. The presence of God was truly in a man. The man that they had just left behind. The one who realized this truth did a 180 right back to Jesus. And this man praised God with a megaphonos, a megaphone, a loud voice shouting for all to hear. When he got back to Jesus, in a true sign of worship and devotion, he fell on his face at Jesus' feet and he gave him thanks. Jesus, the man, Jesus, standing right in front of him. Thanks offered to Jesus, not thanks offered in the temple. And thanks offered by a Samaritan, one hated by the Jews. And none of the Jews apparently returned to Jesus, only a foreigner, stranger, an alien. Now Jesus' last words to the Samaritan leper, according to St. Luke, were this, Rise and go your way, your faith has made you well. Samaritan would not have offered a sacrifice at the Jewish temple, but rather the one in Samaria. Even so, Jesus does not redirect the man back to his temple to offer a proper sacrifice for official declaration of his healing. For Luke, it is enough that the man is healed by Jesus. That healing is enough alone. Praise and thanks is offered to Jesus right then and there. The sacrifices then at the temple were coming to an end. For the one true sacrifice for all sin, all uncleanliness, has set His face to Jerusalem. Jesus, the perfect sacrifice of God, the perfect Lamb of God, is making His way to Jerusalem with the sole purpose of offering His perfect life upon the cross for all sin. One man returned to Jesus for His healing, giving thanks to Jesus for that great cleansing, and He was a Samaritan. And so we gather that Jesus' miracles were not limited to His own people, to the Jews only. All people were blessed by Jesus' healing power. This interaction with the Samaritan and the healing Jesus gives to Jews and Gentiles alike truly foreshadows the perfect and the full healing Jesus gives to all people for their sins. Like sickness... Sin knows no racial or cultural distinction, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. 
All are dead in their trespasses and sins. All have inherited their sinfulness from their first parents, Adam and Eve. For all belong to one human race. Mercy of Jesus, shown by His death upon the cross, is for all people. It is universal in that way, and it knows no boundaries. That is truly the greatest news for you and for me. You and I know all too well that sin plagues our lives, and it has earned us eternal death and suffering away from God's love and grace. Our sickness is so thorough within us and irreversible that there is no known earthly human cure. Nothing in this world of God's great creation can remedy our sinfulness. No amount of struggle against sin can take it away. But sin can only be dealt with by divine intervention. That is what God did. He sent His Son, fully God, to take on our flesh, fully man. His holiness, His divine omnipotence and power was the cure that sin could not withstand. Jesus' death upon the cross is the cure for all sin. You and I, though, we still will die because sin remains within us as it is still within our hearts, but its victory is for only a moment. You will be raised from that death. The sin within you will not. You will never know that sickness of sin again. For all this, it is our duty to thank and praise, serve and obey our King, Jesus. For He has come to reign, to bring His kingdom here on earth after all. And He has come to heal you, to set you free from sin, death, and the power of the devil. By His wounds, His death on the cross, you are healed. By His resurrection, you are free. Amen. The peace that passes all understanding, guard and keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus now and unto life everlasting. Amen.